0: Okay hey, good morning, um, if you'll forgive me I'd like to uh, read today's uh, teaching mainly because I have a lot to say and uh, first this is Memorial Day weekend and so let's again give thanks to those that sacrifice their lives for the freedom and the safety of the rest of us and uh, I'd like to um, Perhaps Arani for them. Namo Amitabaya Tatagata Yatad Om um, Amrita Ba Amrita Sidama Amrita Vikranti Amrita Vikranto Gagamani Gagana Chitagali Swaha. Usually in Japanese that's uh, abbreviated to. Uh, Namo Amida, Namo Amida, Namo Amida. So today I was going to talk about fear. And there's two reasons for talking about fear today. One is that we were asked to, and the other is that these are frightening times. Fear is a very simple emotion. It's, it, it's not an easy emotion to be though. to bear the, Raw fear is disabling. It stops you in your tracks, you freeze, your hair might stand on end, your skin creeps, you cannot breathe, and perhaps you are faint. Often fear is not that extreme and often it's accompanied by other mental content such as worry, doubt, self-doubt, anxiety. And in that way, fear can be a complex of emotions, not a simple emotion. And that complex fear can actually lead to fear of fear itself, to paraphrase an earlier president. <clears throat> so fear a uh, complex emotions is likely to stop you from meditating, you know, stop you from starting to meditate, but it's unlikely to arise once we are meditating, because once meditating, each one of those separate emotions will arise separately. This is because the very act of meditation simplifies the mental processes. If you engage with the fear as it arises and follow the fear in your mind, then it will lead to all of its sequelae. When we become afraid in meditation, it is usually a naked kind of fear, and it can be very intense. Similarly, in battle, or even when just surprised by something that you is unknown and unexpected then your unprepared mind will jump to extreme fear too today this memorial day weekend 2020 we face an unknown number of unknowns in our life it, it's unprecedented we have a new illness new isolation new restrictions Perhaps a new economy, a change in world order, political and financial instability. We are losing money, losing our friends, our own health is imperiled, we dread pain and we fear death. These all seem like different things, but they all share a similarity in that they are a loss to us loss is an outstanding characteristic of fear. We fear losing something. This is our ego trying to ensure its own expansion and continuation. Our ego is terrified of losing its stuff. It's terrified of losing itself and it's terrified of losing its life. Loss threatens our attachment and we're very attached to self to our things, to our family, but most of all we're attached to life itself. The prospect of death, and by extension, the death of those that we love, causes extreme fear. I would sooner take a chance with you losing your life than me losing my wealth. I cannot bear the thought of being poor. The world abounds in these selfish arguments at the moment. Were that argument to be reversed, if they believed it was their own life at risk, no one would argue, let me die, I hate the thought of you being poor. You can always recover from poverty, but you can never recover from death. The total of all of our fears, all the fears that we have, the loss of wealth, loss of pride, loss of name, loss of family, loss of health, death, is all the loss of the ego. And in that way, they are all the same. So the Buddha spoke of the fear of death in the Dajjaga Sutra, which is one of the Agama sutras. Uh, so is part of the Japanese Zen canon. The Dajjaga or battle flag sutra is an appropriate sutra for Memorial Day weekend, because it deals with a mythic war. I won't read the sutra but I'll paraphrase it. There are good readings to be found on the internet and I can send you links or send you the pdf of the sutra. So the sutra starts with recounting a legendary war between different beings in the heavenly realm, super beings at the top of our realm in the heaven of the 33. This heaven is still in the sensual realm of existence, so in our realm of existence. The leader of that heaven is the God Chakra. Not God as we know him, but God with a small g. Perhaps in western terms something like an angel. So, Angels and demons were battling to control essential heaven. Think perhaps of the Greek story of the Iliad. Anyway, it's a vigorous violent war between protagonist of supra-human powers. Now, in olden times, in hand-to-hand battle, soldiers would rally to the leader's battle flag or battle standard. In fact, we still say rally to the flag. Leaders in olden times were different too, in that they were in the very front of the battle and they were competent fighters and they were brave and where they were was usually a bit safer the chakra leader of the gods of the heavenly realm of the Savatimsa told his troops, if you're fearful, take heart in rallying to the sight of my flag, your fear will vanish. If that does not work and you cannot follow my standard, follow instead the battle flags of one of the heavenly superhero sub-kings who are my generals. He was effectively telling them that the Fearful will be calmed by the knowledge of the ability in their strength, bravery, and exemplary courage in the face of death of the generals. Follow me and you'll win. And if you don't win, you will be braver in following my example in battle. Just the sight of my battle flag alone will calm you. The Buddha in retelling this story of Chakra, a well-known story of the time, um, reiterated the point. In case you're fearful, you can follow the battle flags of these four generals and your fear trembling will be calmed or not. Why might this not work? The Buddha continued his story. shakya uh, Lord of the Devas is not freed from greed, not freed from hate, not freed from delusion. So that when he was timid or frozen, petrified, fearful, he fled from the battle. So then instead the Buddha suggested that we, when fearful, don't recollect the battle flags but we recollect the Tathagata, the Thus Gone, the Blessed Teacher. And he goes on to explain who these builders are. The Tathagata, for he is blessed and purified, fully self-awakened, accomplished in wisdom and conduct, gone to happiness, knower of the world, a peerless guide of people, teachers of gods and humans, awakened, and in so, blessed, for when you re- recollect the Tathagata, the gone, whatever fear and trembling, hair on end or creeping of flesh you may have uh, that has arisen, will be abandoned. If you cannot recollect me, then you should recollect my teaching. Thus, well taught is the teaching of the blessed ones, visible here and now, immediate, inviting one to come and see, accessible, to be personally known by the wise. If you, if you cannot recollect me or the Dharma, then you should recollect the community of followers of the Buddha, the Sangha. The Blessed One's community of disciples keeps to the good way, keeps to the straight way, keeps to the right way follows the proper way, that is if they follow the Sila and the Eightfold Path. The Sangha has wisdom and development so they are worthy of offerings, worthy of hospitality, worthy of gifts, worthy of salutation. The Blessed One's community of disciples is a supreme field of merit for the world. So if you have gone to a forest or to the foot of a tree or to an empty house and fear or trembling hair raising creeping flesh at the rise then you should rec- recollect this triple gem the happy one the teacher the self-awakened one or his teaching the dharma liberating and well-taught or his community of disciples the buddha's sangha the supreme field of merit from their example Of practice and realization. For those who thus recollect the Buddha, the Dharma and his Sangha, no fear will arise. So ends the Sutra. It is from this Sutra teaching that we take refuge in the Buddha, Dharma and Sangha, which we do every session at the end. But refuge is not a blind faith because there is no blind faith in the Buddhist teaching. The Buddhist term Shraddha sometimes is tra- translated as faith, have faith, but is a much better translation would be to have confidence. Have confidence in the historical teacher who fearlessly gave up his life of extreme privilege as a king to be in a wealthy domain, He had everything that we could imagine, absolutely everything. He fearlessly walked away from it. He fearlessly tried every kind of practice, some very difficult and some quite dangerous. And after he had arrived at his teaching that led beyond fear, he gave us the Buddha's middle way. He taught it to us fully so we can have confidence, Shraddha. We can have confidence in his teaching because it is fully explained. And we can have confidence in the Sangha who are still putting his example and his teaching into practice and who can attest to its efficacy. So I would say, give it a go because you have nothing to lose but fear. So probably a bit short. If we